What's happening, traders? Unfortunately, most people getting into the option space are going to blow up their accounts from the mere fact that they do not know how to pick the proper option contract for the trade they're looking at. A winning trade could still be a losing trade with the wrong contract. So as someone who's been doing this for over six to seven years, let's talk about how I go through the A through Z process of finding my contract for the right trade. And again, subscribe, like the video, please support the channel. We're out here making traders better every single day. But the first thing, the very first step, let's get into it, is picking the right amount. So you have an amount inside your account. For me, my buying power is $13,000. So I do not want to go over 10% of my buying power for any single trade. So the very first step is to understand your buying power and understand your limit because your limit could help you stay in the game longer. If you're using 100% of your account every single day, you're much more likely to get blown up and have your account go to zero, sometimes overnight with the wrong contract. So I'm on Amazon just to show you that these contracts right here, four, three, maybe even $2,000 next week are still outside my price range. I can only buy contracts at $1,300 if I only wanted one and I didn't want to go over that 10% threshold. So let's go over a couple of our other key metrics I run through before I actually buy the options contract. And this is the step I do after I find the proper chart and the proper setup. And we'll show you how to do that at the end of the video. But if I was inside my budget for Amazon, let's see if any of these would have worked. So the first thing I do is I only buy contracts with a theta ratio of 10% or less. 10% overnight decay is the max I will ever use for an options contract. So the cost of the option is $4,620. The theta is $380 per day. So that is under the 10% loss per day just from time decay. So 10% is around $460, which is still a ton of money you're losing per day, but we're still under that. So if I was still looking to buy Amazon contracts, there is a chance I can afford something out of the money. But the further you go, the more that percentage goes up. So let's look at these contracts for $2,500. We can see the theta on this is now $350. So as a percentage, this already limits me to not buy this contract because $2,500 is the total price and we're losing $350 overnight. So that is over 10% loss on that contract. You're looking at about 15 now. So while that contract was cheaper, doesn't mean it's a good choice. I see a lot of new options traders going completely out of the money just because it's cheap. But here's the thing. If I say, hey, this is 500 bucks, I could buy three of them and still be within my threshold of 10% of my account value. Then you go to the time decay. It's $160 per day, which is an almost 30% loss on this contract in one single day. So can you imagine if I put my whole account in this and I lost 30%, that's almost $5,000 overnight time decay. So that is just why we don't go out of the money 
and why we don't use our whole account. So let me show you this. I have Comcast. This is a trade I'm using with my trading group. We called it out on Friday. If you want to join us seven days for free, hit the link below. But let's go through why we picked this, why we picked the certain option contracts, and what we expect from it. So first off, we'll talk about the chart later, but I am bearish on it. I think it's going to drop. So the very next step is I go to my trading platform, which just for showing you this, just to show you what the process is, I do use Thinkorswim because it's visually appealing. And I go to the option chain. For now, let's show you one week out. We'll talk about the expiration date later, but I just want to show you if any of these contracts one week out would have met my criteria for holding a Comcast put. We can see right here the at the money options are typically where I go right away. At the money offers the best leverage to time decay ratio. So it's risky, yet it is have a lot of upside potential if it runs. If you go too far in the money, um, at that point you might as well be buying stock because it costs a lot. So if we go in the money here, it's about $500 for a 55 strike for Comcast. So it's going to cost us about $5,000 to hold that type of leverage for $500. But I, at the, at the money, can use a $70 price for the option to control the same amount of leverage for that $500. Um, it doesn't have the, the same delta but I'm still controlling theoretically 100 shares. So you're getting it for, let's say, about 70% off the price. You can afford maybe six contracts at the money and one contract in the money. So you do have six times the leverage theoretically. So while you know in the money is safer and better, at the money is where I like to go. Either one strike up, one strike down, two strikes up, two strikes down is where I sit on this. But let's get into this option. Is it right to hold? Is it right to buy? First off, you know, $13,000, yeah, I can afford one contract. I can afford a lot of contracts for 70 bucks a piece. And the key to an options contract is you want to buy a couple. So if you buy a couple, you're able to scale out. It's very hard to hit one profit level every single trade. Sometimes you get close to it, and then sometimes you roar past it. We did see some of our trades last week. I'll show you this personally. This is coin hit 130% return. If I sold all my contracts or if I just bought one and I sold it at 80%, I would have missed this 130% level here. These contracts ran for over thousands of percentages. So the key to trading options is making sure you can afford a little bit more contracts and stay within your budget. So for this I could theoretically afford 20 contracts, which means I have plenty of time to scale out. I can scale out slowly and still afford to keep runners on because you never know how far something's going to go. If it goes a thousand percent, you don't want to be kicking yourself because you didn't hold. So here it meets the criteria for affordability. Then we go to the theta and it is at the 10% level. It is actually too close for comfort, but I would still think this was a good one based off of the leverage and the theta. So this is something I wouldn't mind buying, but it is just on the borderline of uncomfortable. Um, next up, if I go one strike lower, 
let's say I had a very small account. It's $500. I want to buy one contract because 10% of 500 is 50. Is this too much theta? And it's five bucks on a $32 contract. So that is about 12 to 15% theta for that ratio on the contract. So I would not buy something like that, which means every single option underneath it is unbuyable because theta is going to get higher and higher and higher as you get further and further and further out of the money. So the next ratio I check, once theta, once affordability makes the checkbox, I do want to check the delta to theta ratio. I do want this ratio to be at least two or three the amount of theta to delta. So actually I want theta or delta to be two to three times theta. So I go here, I see theta is six. That means we have $6 loss per day and then delta is 48. That means if we move $1, we make 48 bucks. So if I go here, that's about an eight times ratio. So that is great. That's a great ratio. Unfortunately, some ratios are going to put you out of buying these contracts. And that could be out of the money. The further you go, the worse this ratio gets. At this point here, theta is 4 and delta is 14. It's still about a 3 times ratio. So that is the lowest I will go. Um, 2 times will be super risky. But the higher you go, the better chance you have of paying for time decay. And this is because the, the mere fact that if you do get a move in your direction, you're paying for more and more days of theta, which is the goal. You always want to beat theta. Theta is chasing you down. You got to run faster. So again, if we move $1, that's 48 bucks added to this contract. We're looking at about $100 for the contract value. So that means we have, if theta is 6, we have over 20 days of time decay that we can afford now. So the higher delta, the better we are compared to theta. So I check that, and I also check the volatility. Uh, it's important to know the volatility. It can price you out sometimes, but for the most part, um, you want to make sure you're not buying things too high. If you're buying things too high, it could drop, and then that decreases the value as well. So if you look around earnings season, um, the IV is going to be super high, and then the very next day it drops. It's called an IV crush. If you buy anything in the mornings, you get a pop on IV and then an IV crush. So if you're buying things with higher IV, the IV crush will be higher. Let me show you one example. And this is how you can plot it. So all you do is you type in volatility and that's gonna pop something on the bottom. Uh, you could do historical volatility, you could do regular volatility. We don't really have an IV marker, so it's not gonna be easy to see the volatility um, that's on the option because that is something you're going to have to chart yourself and that could be done on thinkorswim. But on the bottom here, let's make sure it's the right indicator, um, this is IV. And so we were trading NEO in our trading group and we took this pop on Monday. And I just want to show you what happened, unfortunately. So here's this pop in NEO. IV went to the moon. So the first 30 minutes of the market, IV shot up from 0.08 2.25. So that is a almost 200% move in IV. And then we actually ran to the high of the day almost. And then IV just slowly dropped all day. So we had NEO ran 
So we had the move, we made money, and then it chops, 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 and that causes IV to decrease dramatically. So while NEO kept going higher, we weren't making money. And this is what happens when you have contracts with huge IV close to expiration. The closer you get to expiration, um, the worse that IV crush is going to be. But let me show you, if you click a NEO option, IV is going to be around 70%. So this isn't uh, a rule to not trade, but this is something to be aware of. If IV is above 30 or 40, that is where it's going to get sketchy to hold long term and to buy in the mornings. If you're buying them in the mornings and you're holding them through volatile periods, IV can really decrease the profits you have. So you want to make sure you stick to 30-40 for IV on your contracts, and it should really help you um, not get crushed at the wrong moments when the stock gets quiet. Because when the stock gets quiet, that's when everything gets tough. So we're looking at Comcast here. IV is around 30%. If you're curious how much this affects the contract, the Vega here is two dollars. So if IV went down ten, ten percent, you multiply that by two, so that's about twenty for Vega or point two for Vega. Multiply that by a hundred, so now you're looking at about twenty dollars on the contract here. So that is a large percentage. So point two, that's going to be about twenty percent loss. So this is still a very low IV, but it can still drop lower. And so we see the same thing with NEO. Let me just show you how much NEO can affect it. So for NEO here, you go at the money, you check the volatility, it's 70. And so in this example we just showed for NEO, um, IV basically doubled in the morning and then dropped 50%. So if this was ever to drop 30 points, you're losing about 0.3 three on your contract. That's about a 50% loss just from IV. So I'm showing you, you have much more to lose with higher IVs, which means you have more ways you can lose from holding. So you never want to hold options contracts and just lose because you could still be in a winning setup and still lose and it's not fun. So again, I do check IV. I want to make sure it's below 40 So that's something I will look at. And then the very next thing I look at, this is something I've been doing more recently because we have a lot of traders in our group. I want to make sure we all are getting in at a fair price is you have to check the volume and open interest. It's very important that you have a high option open interest and a high volume at the same time. Um, This could be a same day volume. This could be a weekly volume. And then the open interest is basically the contracts open. So these are contracts that will need to be closed by the time of expiration. They could be short, they could be long, um, but these are contracts that could provide liquidity in the future. So we want to check this and make sure it's at least over 500, 1,000. The bigger your account, the higher this number should be. Um, I've traded options where I I just cannot get filled. I've lost a lot of money because of this. So if you just click this, Click the option and you're going to click continue and you're going to see this limit price. So this limit price is going to be based on the open interest and the volume. If it's high volume, if it's high open interest, you're going to have buyers and sellers pretty much filling the bid and ask at a good ratio. 
And so we have 77 and 81. So that the difference between those is called the spread and the spread gets bigger with no buyers and sellers, no volume, and it gets smaller with a lot of buyers, a lot of volume. So we are seeing this being pretty small, honestly. It's a 5% spread. You do not be, you do not want to buy options with a spread over 15, 20%. So let's show you one example of that. Uh, one trade we were looking at that did not meet our criteria was cocoa. And if you look at cocoa, you go far out, let's say April, the further out you go, the less volume because people just aren't, aren't buying options that far out. And the further out of the money you go, less volume. The volume is zero. So you'd be the first contract of the day if you bought this option right now. And the open interest is 55. So there's basically 55 people that want to get filled in the future. Who knows if it's now? Who knows if it's later? But if we click this option, we click continue, you can now see the spread. We have a 70 dollar spread to 100 so buyers and sellers that is about you know if you're looking at the height here it's about a 30 percent drop and if you're looking at the the bottom here about 30 or 50 percent pop so it's a very volatile spread it's way too large and you didn't even have to look at it if you looked at the volume you would have known the spread would have been crazy large so that would have priced me out so again we will not trade things with a volume at zero we are looking for a volume and open interest around 500 to 1,000. So here's some options we did pick. I do want to show you just that Comcast example. I personally uh, was buying options the next week, but if I did go to the puts just to check them, we do have volume around 400, open interest around seven. So you know, averaging those out, it's around 500. That's pretty good. So that would meet my criteria for everything. This option, theta, under 10%. The delta-theta ratio is over 3. And the volume open interest is right around 500 average. If you go to the option below that, the volume is 200. Open interest, 400. That's still okay, but you're going to have problems getting filled just a little bit more than if you were buying the ones at the money. The spread here is about now uh, 12%. So the spread is getting a little bit larger. So we go down one more time. Volume 137, 160. So we're just getting less liquidity, which means you're going to have trouble getting in and out. We look at the, the bid-ask spread, 14 to 18. That's about 20% now. So you're looking at almost a 20% spread, which means you're losing that getting in and out. You're losing five of it or even 10 of it. So you, just to get in the trade, or out of the trade, you are losing money. And the larger the spread, the more you're losing. Uh, one more time, let's go one down one more, 73. And the spread is actually a lot tighter. So um, that is something could happen, but um, that doesn't mean it's going to be when you enter it. So when you enter it, you might actually just buy the last guy in line, and then the next guy in line is... 10, 20% higher. So sometimes it's tight, but it just could be a very small number, like one contract creating that. And here you see that the spread's even larger, one strike down. It's almost a 50% difference. So very, very volatile and very small number. So we have 71, 220. So I did pick the option contracts the very next week. And here's why. So this exact contract, if I go 
<laughs> at the money, uh, we have 60,000 open interest options for that. And the volume's at 975. So we're going to have a great time getting in and out, um, less problems. And that's exactly why we chose something like that. So if we click here, just check it one more time. The bid ask spread is right on point. Um, that's still less than like 5%. So right around that level, it's very small. So you're only losing half, maybe even a third of that to get in and out. So we talked about everything you need to pick the right option contract except for expiration date. And I want to save that for last because expiration date is related to the chart. And we all know the chart is the hardest thing to understand as a new trader. So I'm just going to show you a real quick strategy to understand price direction and then apply it to the option chain. So for one, I'm only trading direction. And I've talked about this way too many times. I hate myself for it. But we have blue and green clouds. That's bullish direction. Yellow and red clouds is bearish direction. Basically, I'm going with the direction of the clouds. And I'm seeing Comcast right here about to give me a cloud flip of red. And we're about to go yellow again. So I do think this is going to come down, back down to 49, maybe even 48. So I do see a dollar, $2 move. So Comcast directionally looks good. What you want to know is how much time would it take to make that projected move? And that's where I use something called the ATR, average true range. This is how much the candle is moving on average. We can see right here, ATR, it's moving about 50 cents on average. And this is on the three hour time frame. If I go to the two hour time frame, the candle's moving about 44 cents on average. So that tells me how many candles I might need to wait to get my move. So theoretically, two candles could give me a dollar move, which means it could happen in one single day. If I go to the daily chart here for Comcast, the ATR is actually $1 per day. So we can see Comcast moving $1 tomorrow, $1 the next day, $1 the next day. So if, if we're in a great world where everything lined up, I could get a $3 move lower in Comcast and make money. But if I'm wrong, we're usually wrong on a magnitude of two to three. Let's say three to be safe. So if, if you have a profit target for $1 down in Comcast, the ATR is one, which means it should take one day to hit your profit target. You could be wrong by a factor of three. So that means three days if you're wrong, and then it hits it. So that means options seven days out could meet that criteria of being buyable and then getting that move. So three days out is where, where I'm looking for that move to be the max. And then five days out, I could afford options that way. Unfortunately, you are going to suffer more time decay, but you still might not get stopped out if you have enough time on. So I, I added an extra seven days to be safe. So instead of a buffer of three times or five times the move, I'm adding now about 10. So 10 times time decay um, till expiration. We're looking at Jan 21. And the move could happen in one day. So I have plenty of time on it. And I'm a little bit safer. So it just depends on what you're comfortable with. But again, we look at the ATR. We just 
put on a factor of safety. And if we think the move's going to happen one day, it just depends on what you're comfortable with. For me, it was about a 10 times factor of safety. So I go to the option contract. And lastly, make sure the risk to reward is there. So first, I'm just checking the possible move I'm looking for. Comcast, I would need it to move $1 to hit this level here. Uh, my last level is going to be about $2 down, 48 bucks. So I'm going to mark this here. And you see 48. So I'm looking for Comcast to go all the way down. So now that's about a $2 move in Comcast. And that's I have five times the amount of time for the contract. So pretty great above the three level. And two bucks would bring this $90 contract to the 52 strike. So 50 to 52, $2 up. It would be about 100% difference from 90 to 228. 100% move in the options contract. That is the minimum I will ever look for before getting in. So the last part is risk to reward has to be there. To be safer, you could do a spread. If you do a spread, you sell one, buy one, like here. And this would mean, uh, this is actually a yeah, debit spread. So here it is risk reward wise. You're putting in $38, so it costs $38. Um, you could possibly make $62 on that. So that could be a 100% possible return. So that's pretty exciting, honestly. A little bit more than 100%. So even with a spread, you have great risk-reward. And the best part is you have minimal time decay. It's for another video. It's for another series. Check out spreads because they're just insane. So that's my whole process. Just to sum it up, one last time, hopefully you guys are paying attention. First, got to get the option contract and got to look at the theta. Got to make sure that theta is not more than 10% of the options value. And you also have to check the affordability. So make sure the options value or the total option contracts price, all from all the orders, is not more than 10% of your account value. It's just a, a little gauge that I use. doesn't have to be your gauge. And then third, you want to check the delta Theta ratio, make sure it's over 3, 5, and 10 are the better places to be. And then IV, so make sure IV is under 40, under 30, just less volatility in the contract throughout the day. So that, that'll help you not lose money from a random crush. And then we're going to check the move with the ATR and just see which expiration date we should pick. We want to look for three times the expected move. Four times, five times would be a little bit safer. And then lastly, risk reward wise, you want to make sure that you're not risking in a trade 100% loss, 50% loss to only make a 50% gain. So make sure you have a realistic profit target. That's all I got. Hope you guys enjoyed that video. I'm going to link my favorite small account challenge video as well as a small account strategy to the video to the right of me. Peace out. Have a good day, traders.